0: Hey, guys, Tom Mazaway, Clarence Black, back with you here on the RAP NRM Streamcast in the Jim Reels friendly Chrysler Jeep Studios here in Farmington. We're doing our best to bring you the best in sports and in programming. And we talked to Christine Brennan today, which was awesome, about the postponed yeah, the Olympic Games. She was all She was great. Legend, I wish she bro. had a better phone line. Legend. And we just got off the phone with Ian Rappaport from NFL Network, the RAP Sheet. You go to RAP Sheet, then you go to Adam Schefter. Those are you guys you go to, and we bring them to you right here on NRM Streamcast. Uh, we talked uh, off the air here. We're going to have Herman Moore join us, a good friend of mine. I haven't talked to him in a while. He used to do a show with Herman back on 105.1, yeah. and we did that Love game. Love him to
1: death, man. Great dude. We Great did dude.
0: that. He told me, "Maz, I haven't followed sports. I'm like, I know. I see what you're doing. He's like, don't worry. I'm like, just come on and, and chat with us. Yeah. Me and Clarence just want to chat with you. But I'm going to bring up the night that that game in Dallas was stolen from the Lions, and we were doing a show. It was uh, Maz and Moore. and we did it from Applebee's. I remember. I forgot what town we were in that day, but we used to do it every Sunday. Yeah. And our post game, I was livid. I thought the game was fixed, and oh, I, dude, I called I, it I, fixed.
1: Yeah. Oh, it was ridiculous!
0: I I was bes- I couldn't be- he cou- he yeah. was like laughing because he couldn't control me at the time. I was like
1: out of control. Bro, I've never seen that before or since. I've never seen that before or since. I, I'd never seen it before <laughs> or since. And we were talking about
0: and Ndamukong Sue bowing out after that game. It's his yeah. final game as a Lion. I remember him crying on the podium. And we all said, oh, he's a phony, he's a fake. Oh, but this was his, I'm telling you guys, that was as close to a team getting together. Forget, Herman's 90s teams were phenomenal. Yeah. Very underachieving, obviously. They never won the big one. I mean, they lost to the, to the Redskins in, uh, was it 91 or 92 in the uh, NFC
1: Championship game.
0: But that's how far they got. This Lions team was probably the next best one after Herman's teams. I never felt,
1: man, I never felt like it was Matt's team and I never felt like it was Calvin's team. I felt like that was Sue's team. Yes. I felt like there was – there. say whatever you want about Detroit, man. We love effort. And I think one of the things that we love about Herman, effort. Herman, no. ne- Herman never cheated us one day. Uh-uh. Barry never cheated us one day. No way. Now Barry, whether Barry got two hundred yards or two yards, never cheated us one day. No. And if you look at the guys that we love and that we laud in this town, it's it's the guys who, like, they're us. Yeah. Like Lomis, I, mean, I saw Lomis like what three weeks ago. I Lomis know. was at my it's gym. Sweetest, sweetest and like, guy like, could be. But there was something like it. He's he's genuine. There's something in him with him. The relationship. Those are the people that make up the identity of your team. And so, to your point, when they gave staff that money, I think, I think, in Dominican Sue, taking his finger on the pulse of this city, said, Oh, it's my team. This is my team. I always felt like this was Herman's team. This was Barry's team. Yeah. This was, I. It, it didn't have, it doesn't have to be the quarterback's team. It wasn't. This Scott ridiculous Mitchell was not idea his team. that it's the quarterback's team is crazy.
0: Hey, Herman Moore joins us now. I haven't talked to him in a long time, the H man. And number eighty-four uh, still holds Virginia track records. Uh, I'm pretty sure. And <laughs> the man is everywhere. He's he's done it all in business. He's too busy for sports these days. But I told him you're gonna come on and talk to Maz and, and Clarence Black.
2: What's up, H? Hey, nothing much. I really appreciate uh, your clients having me on. I oh, appreciate man. It. See, we man, miss you. Call, I
1: I, he's Mr. Moore to me, man. I can't say. He's uh, my H-man. is the H-man. Like, look, Colleen Brennan is ma'am, yes. and Herman Moore is Mr. Moore, oh, man. man.
0: <laughs> hey, Herm, uh, <laughs> what,
1: what's happening, no, man? No, don't age me now. Don't start <laughs> calling not, me Mr. Moore. <laughs> hey, how's how's
2: Hey, you how's, give me like, eight? Hey, you know I'm just happy to have? I'm happy to be like, you know, all these guys. Barry's got like one... Name, it's Barry, it's Calvin. But now you give me a letter, that's even taking us to the top. That's You're like Herman. H man. Hey, we got H and H man. So that's that's where that's where we are. Hey, we good.
0: Hey, how's things going, man? Miss seeing you. I see you on Twitter a lot. I see you on uh uh what's the, the the one the the big one, the business one. The I. It starts with an I.
1: Uh LinkedIn.
0: LinkedIn. You're like the king of LinkedIn.
1: That ain't no I,
0: man. That's <laughs> an L. Oh, whatever the hell no it damn is. <laughs> I'll show you on my phone. It looks <laughs> like an I. Anyway, Herm, what fill us <laughs> in, man? Look. It an honor. I know. I just, like
2: uh, I just been busy, man. I, I just uh, you try and always look at ways to transition from one thing to another. And I've been in business now since oh2 uh, for the most part, going full tilt. You know, we've had some some good, some bad, but uh, now been able to circle back around the last eight years and just really be strong in business and uh, being real supportive of community initiatives and philanthropy, uh, working with our youth. Uh, on a lot of things like that in our education systems, but more importantly, man, just 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 trying to contribute to society and do all the right things. And I'm always appreciative of the people around me and stuff like that that are trying to also do positive things. So that that just builds positive spirit around you everywhere you turn. So other than that, man, that's that's it. Getting out there doing a little social, talk yeah. a little bit on the I on the, uh, the media channels, and just keeping it. Keeping it nice and fun.
0: I'm digging it, man. I'm seeing you. I tell you, like a few months ago, before we had all this 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 terrible stuff happen yeah. to us to our world, you were out there a lot. And I was I was thinking, NFL Network, ESPN, someone is going to knock on this guy's door and and put you to work, like Nate Burleson on NFL Network, a former you know Lion, a guy here in Detroit. <laughs> you 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 need to be on on the, on the tube, man. I'm telling you, I'm back. I'll back you 100. percent You got to be <laughs> on one of those yeah. channels.
2: I, I, I would love to do it. I really would. You know, that's sometimes it's it's like anything. You guys understand. You, you have your favorites, you have some that are either po- politicking for you, yeah. or you have some, some people that will go in and they have connections at the network. And uh, sometimes it's about talent, sometimes it's about connections. But no matter what it is, I just try and find what I'm passionate about. And I do that. Even like right now, in this the midst of everything we got going on, man, as you mentioned about the uh, business side, yep. I'm excited because I have a company and we're helping to provide mass. And that's a lot awesome. of the hospital stuff that's know. needed, uh, that's what we do. We're an import-export company of uh, procurement and goods around the country and around the world. So we were able to just jump right in and start contributing to trying to help people around the state of Michigan. So I'm busy doing that. So if that network's ten, great. If not, I'm good. I got enough to keep me busy doing other good things.
1: Well, that's, I want to thank, thank you too, Herman. So my guys, we did the salute to service game. Knows myself and about 150 uh, of my soldiers, and you didn't shake every hand, but man, be damned if you did not give a lot of people in that atten- in that line a whole lot of attention. I think we had to go. I think we had to stop you because we had to get on the field and do our job. So I wanted to. I wanted to say thank you, man. It, it was the thing I love about you is that you are you are genuinely you are genuinely Detroit, man. And I've heard people talk about running into you just out and about and you are so kind with your time like at, you know, where does that come from for you? That genuine appreciation for that you have for, for people and that ability to give people that man. If,
2: first and foremost, I appreciate that, uh, those words. And definitely, uh, I'm men women who have helped protect and serve this country and I come from a big military family. So it's, it's always good to, to go out and pay the respects to those that really put it on the line for us. And, uh, from my mother, man, It's uh, from being from Virginia, everything's about that, that Southern hospitality and and just having a, a certain genuineness to you. And it was a little bit tough when I first got here to, to adapt a little bit because you may say hi to somebody and they'll say hi back. But to this day, I've never stopped saying hi, whether you speak <laughs> me, to me or not. Me and, too. Uh, it just becomes part of your 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 fabric it becomes part of who you are as a person and the people have been extremely kind to me so in in return you you always want to make sure you're you're presenting that back but you're doing it not because someone's expecting you to do it but you do it because you want to
0: herman moore joins us the h-man number 84 of the detroit lions and uh Always at Lion games, uh, when the when they are playing home, Herman is there usually shaking hands and kissing babies, going sweet to sweet, doing whatever he can do. Now, you and I used to have a show together. I was telling Clarence, and oh, yeah. one of our last shows was that playoff game between the Cowboys and Lions and Dominican Sue's last game. It's when the referees stole the game from the Lions, and I went on the air. We were at Applebee's. I forgot what town we were in. I think it was Allen Park and I called, you know, that's a fixed game. How can they do this? And you were trying to calm me down. I could not be consoled. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, really, man. I mean, we, we talk about Ndamukong Sue. and when he left this team, I think he the ghost of the team went with him because they have not been the same since he walked out the door. I thought they were ready to turn a corner when they had him, Calvin Johnson, and Matthew Stafford. Three big contracts, but you got to find a way to pay that guy and keep him.
2: Uh, he would be welcome back. I think the city. I like the fact that he was. He had this nastiness to him that brought an identity to the defense. And not that, that all the players played at his level of, you know, what some would consider a little bit pushing the envelope a little bit. But I think he gave them an edginess that around the league it, it got his attention. I think quarterbacks and everyone were worried about when they got tackled. They were worried about if they allowed any of these guys to get into. Uh, the backfield and get a quarterback or get a hit on someone that they were concerned, what kind of hit was that going to be? Not that it was just going to be a stack. And it became, I think, a good balance to an offense that was explosive. Uh, Calvin Johnson and Matthew Stafford were electric, and they were making these big plays. You had a, a couple other guys who could come in and make some other plays here and there. And, and then when it was all said and done, you felt like you had a complete team. Mm-hmm. on both sides when they took to the field to where there was something good that could happen, something that was special to look at. Now it's, still, it's like they're looking and struggling to find an identity. And yeah. Even when you go back to uh, what was going to happen when Coach Patricia came, uh, a lot of people really expected the defense to be at a whole different level and for it to kind of be where it's been. Uh, it's been, I think in most people's minds, disappointing, but, uh, they got to figure out a way how to how to turn it around, and I don't think you can get it all in free agency, and I don't think you can get it all in one draft. It's just going to have to be taking some of the players you have now that are going to have to play over and above what the expectation is, and then and then start to build from there the mentality of a, of a strong team.
0: I was telling uh, Clarence uh, before uh, the teams that you played on in the '90s. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is a correct stat. The Lions have made the playoffs more than any other team in the 90s. Obviously they went to one NFC championship game and that team that you guys had back then we could say it's an underachieving team and things that, that didn't go right for this team that team was a Super Bowl team that you guys had in the 90s there's not not a question in my mind
1: when they lost to a Super Bowl winner Yep, they sure did it, it, it was, we had,
2: we had enough talent if you look across the board a lot of people like to say that at certain times you had a head barrier you had one or two players, that's not true if you look at the line that we had, we had usually two to three Pro Bowlers that are along the offensive line, and I think only Dallas and maybe Green Bay at the time, or San Fran, had more that may show up in the NFC. Uh, then you had uh, All Pro and an All Star guy in the backfield. You had another All Pro and All um, a Pro Bowl player for on the on the wide outside. But we had a complimentary team of other great, I thought, very good wide receivers, a good tight end. Defensively, we had scrappy guys and Spielman, some Pro Bowls. Yeah. And Ball or Benny Blaze, or Chris Gilman yeah. So we we had the team. Uh, the problem we we went through is system changes, and then the, the wheels really fell off the wagon after '95. We made a great run uh, with seven straight wins to get to the playoffs, and then we just completely fell apart against Philadelphia. So and from there, we started to dismantle the team, yep. and it was never really the same. Even though we made the playoffs, I think two or three more times in the moment. Yep.
1: So Herman, as you look at this, as you look at this team. For whatever it is, whose team is it, and and whose team does it need to be? I'm sure in Washington they're hoping they're going to get Chase Young, and that it's going to be his team. It was Ray Lewis's team, the Rams. That's Aaron Donald's team, Lawrence Taylor's and, team, uh, Lawrence Taylor's team. I mean, you look at Chicago. I mean, Mike Singletary, that's, Walter Payton, or, or right now that's yeah. Khalil Mack's team. Yeah. So to me, your identity, your best player is the guy that that. Creates that identity. Who needs to? Whose team doesn't need to be here, man? Or is that guy even here yet? You think?
2: <laughs> I don't think that guy is here right now, other than Matthew There we Stafford.
1: go.
0: Right,
2: other than uh, Stafford. With, with outside of that, I mean, who is it going to be? If you if you remove him, and and that's by the fact that he's the longest tenured probably player right now, and with the with as far as playing at the level he's played at, and having the success that he's had. If you remove him from that. I mean, who else are you going to go to? I mean, that's just not a knock. That's just, you know, where, where do you go? I mean, we could have put some names in the hat, and you could have pulled a couple. You could have pulled, put 10 people, 15 people in a hat and pulled a name, and it could have been that guy's team if you even pulled Barry out of the mix. So with here, it's just a struggle, and that's it. You know, and that, a lot of that tenure comes with not just being on a team or being a, a veteran player, but you got to have a proven track record of performance and a proven track record of being able to lead. Uh, otherwise, and you got to build people around you to set the expectation higher, and that's what a leader does. They don't have to be verbal. Barry didn't sit there and go, "You know, you guys got to, you know, be better." No, everybody's like, "We we want to we want to be out there too, making sure that we're the ones talk about how we were important and a part of why we won, not why we lost." Um, so that the mentality of the team has to be different, and I just don't think you have it there. You you don't have the veterans that can do it. You don't have the people who are staying long enough. You don't have it in the coaching department where you have them have been there for seven, eight years, six years, and with some success that the team will look at. Because sometimes it can come from the coaching staff. But here I just don't think you're going to have it just yet because it hasn't come to fruition and it hasn't uh, materialized to where you can find that, that true leadership and it's still just kind of disconnected.
1: So as you look at this whole thing, and a lot of it has been made about what Patricia said to Slay reportedly, was the issue more of what he said, or the fact that he he didn't have the track record? I mean, he, he, this is basically like, I think hey, it was just rude. To um, be well, honest with well you. he just he just got there. Yeah, he had just got. So, I mean, was it was it what he said, Herman, or the fact that he didn't have the he hadn't he wasn't an established guy enough to be able to say something like that to Darius Slay? I guess where do you fall in on that?
2: Well, I've I looked at it from a, a, this perspective here. You know, there's a lot that's uh, between coach and player. and Whether we all have times where we either say something that we wish we didn't or we we do things that warrant someone else to say a response or have a response to us. So to say whether the coach is right or wrong in saying what he said, if we take the hypothetical and say, and I ain't hypothetical, but we take Slay at his word and say, okay, he said what he said. Coach Patricia may say, I didn't say that. I mean, where are you going to lean? You're going to lean one way or another, depending on what side of it you're on. All I say is this. There's gotta be good communication. You gotta have good communication. You gotta have trust. You gotta have confidence that the person that is giving me the directives is loyal to me and trusting to me and respects me and I gotta give it back. Now, if those are things aren't in alignment, it's not gonna work. It doesn't matter. I've had the same thing and, and I came to realize I Bobby Ross said some, some things to me oh. that if I repeated, it would be unbelievable. <laughs> and 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 Sylvester Crane. And, and those guys, but I guarantee you, they will be able to say, you know, Herman said it, there's some things that you wouldn't believe. And they, they may be right, you know, I, but, but at the end of it, it, I never lost respect for them. I, I felt that I'm always going to say what I felt, but I'm not going to cross the line of being disrespectful. If Coach Patricia crossed the line of being disrespectful and he's saying things to players to, to underappreciate or to, Say things that are uh, putting them down or, or whatever the case may be yeah you, you you owe some some different kind of words to that person uh that's out there putting it on the line and at the same time i always make sure the player i look inward and i go you know what part of this did i play and if i didn't play in it i don't know in my heart whether the fans or the, the coaching staff or the people think i'm right or wrong It doesn't even matter i'm gonna know if i'm right or wrong and there's some feels that he is and and as players, we have a tendency we want to we really want to support and believe our players because we know the crap that goes on there. I mean, I'm sorry, and and and, and I would never step back from that statement. But it, it happened. But I know every player is not an angel, and but Slay is a good guy, and, he is. and I, I just think he's just there trying to do what he can to support that team, and he kept it quiet. So yeah, yeah. I give him that. You know, did. I didn't hear much about it.
0: I mean, there was three captains on this team. All three of them are gone. You know. uh, Diggs was gone to Seattle. They got a fifth-round pick for him. Uh, you know, Even before that, a guy like Golden Tate, they traded him away. I mean, to me, these guys have come in and traded a lot of talent away, and they bring their guys in now. So I guess they're going to go down with their guys, right? Is that the way they're looking at it?
2: I think so. If you start doing that, then you're taking a chance. Yeah, I really do. Uh, you're setting a tone, you're setting a tempo that these are just your guys.
1: Herman, when when players hear an owner say "win now," what is that? I mean, what does what does that do to you as a player? When when you when you know your coach is in a win now situation. Hey, Herman, you still there? Oh yeah, there it is. You guys cut out for a minute.
2: Yeah,
0: Clarence asked you about uh, what happens if a coach you know a coach is in a win now situation, like the Fords kind of put Patricia in.
2: Well, you're going to need your players, <laughs> you know. You're going to really need your team to rally behind you, and what they're going to look back at, they're going to do what they're supposed to do they their professionals. They're not going to matter whether it's a win now. They should be wanting to win whether it's a coach standing there or not, whether they like that coach or not. But they will remember when you're asking and you're wanting them to, to sometimes go when they probably shouldn't, when you're going to want to know them to put themselves in harm's way, and when you want them to sacrifice uh, certain points on their contract, to make sure they could do that for the benefit of the team, they can remember those intangible things, how you treated, You know, what did you do for me when I came to you in a time of need? How did you treat me when I wasn't playing quite so right? Um, you know, did you stand behind me? And so it goes both ways, man. It cuts both ways.
0: Hey, Herm, I know I kept you overtime here. I know you got to be busy uh, and get out of here, but I appreciate talking to you. And How can people get a hold of you on LinkedIn and Twitter and all of that kind of jazz?
2: Well, you can find me always by my name. Just look for the verification symbol uh, on uh, Instagram. I'm Herman Moore 84 Five minutes. Uh, on Twitter is at H man 84. And then if you go find me over uh, on LinkedIn, I'm um, again. I think I'm, you know, Herman Moore, eighty-four, or just Herman Moore. But you can look for me. Got my ugly mug on there, <laughs> and uh, just make sure you you go to the verified one. I, I will tell the fans too to also and also your listeners to keep tuned because I am got some pretty cool stuff I'm gonna be doing for them this upcoming year that I've been working on for a couple years. I'm excited to launch. I can't uh, as soon off. as we get back into the sports.
0: You make sure you call me, man, and let me know.
2: Yeah, absolutely, I will. And anytime, keep me uh, uh, involved, and let's 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 do some things.
0: For sure, Herman. Thanks a lot, man. And best wishes to your family. Stay healthy, man.
2: I will. You all do the same and same to your listeners. All right, buddy. All right,
1: brother. Take
0: it easy. It's Herman Moore, one of the greatest Lions of all time. Just a great guy in general. And I uh, appreciate him coming on with us today. And uh, pretty cool to talk to, to the H-Man, huh,
1: Clarence? Yeah, man. Great dude. Great dude. And and again, he he represented something, man. Something There was something about him, something about that team. It was just, uh, you know, I, I wish that calvin got that i wish that calvin got that because he he's he's earned it
0: i'd love to talk to calvin
1: you got oh, any connections let's uh, see if we can get him we'll I mean, if he if still lives he
0: still lives in michigan yeah, i'm pretty
1: sure he go. does we'll see if we can get him
0: all right let's step it I up i don't man. think he does
1: no 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 No. i think he Anything does thing, he's down south i think he's down big south, into the i
0: think south, he's big south, into right? the uh marijuana the cannabis yeah the, the cannabis i'm sorry who's on there dave brendan oh brendan's on little uh spider's on Hey, Spider! What's up, man? What are you doing?
3: What's up, fellas? How you Brent- doing, man? Brendan, Senning.
0: Our Wednesday, our Wednesday uh, compadre, doing it from home today. What's up, kid?
3: Not too much. How you guys doing? You guys both in the studio. Uh, you, you, you're battling. You, you, you're sanitizing. You're doing well.
0: We are. We got our all here. We just had the H-Man on. I know you like. I know you're a big Herman Moore fan.
3: Big Herman guy. Yeah, yeah. I have, have to go back and listen to it like like the rest of us.
0: For sure. But it man. was
3: good. Just been uh, doing some work in the basement, trying to keep busy. What uh, What were the topics today?
0: Oh, we kind of just went around the NFL with Ian Rappaport, uh, talked about Cam Newton and Jamin, Jameis Winston and that Houston-Arizona trade. I got to tell him,
1: he ain't your damn daddy. Like He checking in like, what the topics <laughs> you You're to tell me, you no, ain't my damn I'm my daddy. Ta- I'm talking to What the to him. hell wrong with you? I'm just calling in, him. I'm asking, him. I'm asking us what our topics was today. Did you listen? Your ass.
3: Nah, man, I was working, man. I'm sorry. I did not get so, chance to see Well,
1: so were, so were we. How come you didn't turn? Tu- tu- How come you didn't tune in and listen while you were working? Good point. Yeah, why didn't you? See, exactly. My bad. bad. Pete Spivak or you Freddy. You're, you're a real tough guy that I'm not you, say, I swear you? to God, I'm a slap
3: He's you. a
0: tough guy no matter what, man. You, you don't want to challenge him. You know that.
3: I'm That's true, him. but you know what? He, he doesn't got to get upset. He knows I'm his biggest fan. He's he not. shouldn't
0: be that upset about it. Don't get a rash over it. You'll be fine. This dude. Are you watching oh, a lot of our, Are you watching a lot of dead. Sopranos? Uh,
3: yeah. we started that uh, that uh, that Tiger Man show.
0: You guys seen oh, that yet? With that I heard set? about it. Explain it to me. Just explain it because I'm not gonna. I don't think so, I could. I don't think I have the stomach to watch
3: it. <laughs> it's actually really good. So this dude, like, like this, these two, like complete wackos, were like they're the biggest owners of like large cats, tigers, lions, whatnot, in the country. Where are they? And then the one dude uh one of them his name was like uh forget his name but anyways he was like joe tiger or something joe exotic that was it okay and then there was there was this animal rights activist and then he paid to have her whack basically <laughs> so he's in jail yeah it's, it's wild I, I would recommend it if you're running out of stuff to watch watch it it's pretty <laughs> what, good
0: what's it called tiger king
3: <laughs> yeah tiger king that's oh my
0: god yeah. i don't know i don't yeah. know i heard i don't i heard i don't have the stomach for something like this <laughs> to be honest with you i'll stick with better better call Saul and uh curb your enthusiasm yeah there you go hey. so what a
3: rap have has to say that uh you know that that that, that Tom Brady's a coward did he, did he say that oh, no shit. he didn't he, we, oh. hard,
0: we hardly talked about Brady without you it's really <sighs> we, don't, we really don't give a damn about you are Brady.
3: obsessed hey. yeah he's a coward He's dead
0: to
1: me. That's nice. We, man. we didn't
3: get a chance to cover that that day, but yeah, he's he's that me. Dude, shut to up with your
1: Patriots and your your damn race. your damn ten draft picks and your fifteen yeah. compensatory picks, and you guys are gonna have a a six and ten year and come back with like eighty picks. And what I
0: I hate y'all. Take See, your three, I hate
1: y'all even more take now. Take
0: your three Super Bowls and go. Yeah,
1: take your damn deflated I, footballs and shove them up your deflated ass. There you go. Well,
3: is Clarence so angry today? He is. He does, man. You didn't piss me. I was
1: having a good day. You call in like you somebody damn daddy. What would you talk about today? Well, I'll tell you what we talked about, daddy. I'm peeing on your seat. Hey, B.
0: We're out of here, man. All right. Well, I would say I have a good one, but Clarence needs a hug. I so
3: want you to give him a hug. I
0: will. I'll hug him from afar. Right. Thanks for calling in, B. We'll talk to you next week. Brendan
1: Sennett. Call in. And like the wrap here.
0: Thanks to David and Angel for keeping us on the air today and getting all those guests on for us. Great job. We Lawrence. went from the
1: legend Colleen Brennan to Brendan Senate. Nice. That's not the way it's the show. Beautiful. That's, right. That's, That's right. a beautiful idea. Hey,
0: thanks for coming in today, man.
1: Well, thank you for having me, except for that last five minutes. That's okay, man. Get over it. Senate.
0: Thanks to Herman Moore yeah, and everyone yeah. else that joined us. Ian Rappaport, Christine Brennan. It's Tom Mazaway on NRM Screamcast. Tomorrow, King and Foster. Keep it right here.